0: Hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci
1: and Scott James.
0: This is episode 168, Get the Air Out. On this episode, we talk about the value of compression sacks, as well as squeezing out all the little pockets of forgotten air that might be trapped in your backpack. What inspired this podcast? Well, that would be 42 Ziploc bags packed For a two-night trip. How many are in your own bag? Do you know? Get talking about this topic. Join in on the discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Trust the Trail podcast and start the conversation. Come hang out with us and be part of our community.
1: So we have been traveling around the country looking for campgrounds to record our podcast from because... The Walmart parking lot is really loud. So we've been using the dirt.com that's the dirtdyrt.com. The dirt is a top camping search platform in the United States with over 1 million user submitted locations. camping wrong with a million people reviewing campgrounds telling you how to get there, giving you tips. The platform is free to use on the web. It's got an iOS and Android app with additional functionality available in the pro version, which I highly recommend because it pays for itself so quickly. You say 40% on your first night camping between Sunday and Thursday. It's a two-night minimum, holidays excluded, of course. Then you get 10% off all your other nights at campgrounds, offering the premium discount. And then if you need camping gear like tents, like cooking stuff, things that make camping fun. 30% off camping gear. That is a that's a pretty good deal. The cost is only $35.99 a year. So, we've already got our money back out of it. It's been great. Uh, just go to our website at trustftrailpodcast.com, click on the exclusive off offer for you, our listeners. It's right on the front page. And then, of course, if you're looking for additional gear deals, bookmark thebackpackershore.com. The power is in the search. You can use the search area to type in the piece of gear you want and compare prices from all the major online outfitters. Moose Jaw, Camp Favorite, Eastern Mountain Sports, Enlightened Gear, Hyperlite, and They're all on there. So if you're looking for the pocket rocket, boom, do a search and look at all the ones that come up and then compare the prices. Decide which one you want to buy it from. That's the backpackerstore.com. in full disclosure, we built that site. We own it, we built it, we did it for you at no additional cost to you. And if you do buy a piece of gear, we take a small commission that we put right back into the podcast that helps support the podcast. So thank you so much for going out to the backpackerstore.com. So wow, what <laughs> what uh, what a trip what Oh had to the say up that. of michigan so, oh, and i knew <laughs> the, exactly where you're going the up that. of michigan does not disappoint but she will slap you around a little bit <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure well we just got finished uh with our pictured rocks adventure and it was sensational it was it was more than could be expected and it was, a, it was a great group of gals. Um, we seem to be on that theme lately, uh, but it was absolutely epic in its own way, as all of our trips are. But so we are very excited about this topic. So on every single trip that we do, and then when we end, we kind of ask, you know, what did you take away? In many cases, we, we already know what they want out of it. Because we have conversations one-on- one conversations with absolutely every one of our uh, every one of our listeners who join us. and we kind of know going in what it is that they're seeking. Um, everybody has their own motivations for going in. But it's funny how trips seem to morph and meld and kind of be, have their own theme. And it just naturally forms on its own.
1: Yeah. And a lot of times when it's pouring rain.
0: <laughs> we started in the rain. We ended in the rain. In the,
1: the, the, theme, the theme of wetness and how to stay dry. And there, and that's a really big, broad topic, by the way, because there's many very variations of that, of backpacking in the rain. But it seems like it, it's always a theme, a particular thing that everybody wants to learn and know how and and uh kind of get right for the next trip and uh and every trip is different Uh, this trip was really uh i mean it was just so much fun i think if i want to call it the after party can i call it the after party
0: (laughs) i think it was it's like a full 24 hours of after party. (laughs) the
1: after party was amazingly cool um at one point in time I literally felt like the Airstream was like a Volkswagen. Like, how many people can you fit in a Volkswagen right. uh, bug? Um, because well, we. Well, not
0: just how many people, but how many sopping wet, saturated, oh my soaked rats can right. you fit in? An right. Well, I mean,
1: it was kind of cool because we never thought our bathroom uh, would end up being like a place to hang all the raincoats and drip into our shower pan. But it worked and it was brilliant. We didn't design it that way but we had like you know five or six dripping rain jackets in the bathroom just dripping down in the in the shower pan so it was a lot of fun it was a blast um we cooked we talked we shared photographs we laughed a lot of laughs um and we learned a lot i mean it was just a great it was one of those trips Where you're gonna, you're gonna. Everyone came away learning something and taking something back home uh, with them. And uh, yeah, I think it was like just on this trip, it was about compression, 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 and trying to minimize the bulk and the air and all the redundant items to make your pack a little bit lighter and more efficient.
0: Yeah, I think I uh, that about sums it up.
1: <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what, there were there were a lot of moving pieces, and it was it was a lot of moving pieces and trying to figure out. And when you think about backpacking, and you think about learning how to pack your pack, um, you're really focused on the bigger key components of it. You know how to, how to pack it, how to put it on, like what do the different straps do, um, but. There's so much more to it. It's really an analyzation of trying to get it right. And until it becomes muscle memory for you, you have to learn. You have to learn how to do these.
1: Yeah. And, and packing your pack, it's a science. Um, you know, and that, that's probably one of the two or three, I would say probably the top three things that when we take people out... Um, and we do either a pack shakedown. No, we don't do pack shakedowns all the time. But a lot of times when we see, you know, people putting things in their pack, um, you don't really learn or you don't really get the feel of what's going on until, you know, they're pulling things out of their pack and they can't find anything, <laughs> you know, like, where's this? Where's that? Where's that? Well, you're only you only have like a 55 60 liter backpack. How come you like where, where where is it? Where, where could do, it go? Where could it go? <laughs> and so it then becomes not only about compression, it then becomes about organization and knowing what bag does what um, and what's in it all the time and having that routine going over and over and over again so it's a fine oiled machine and so you know where your toothbrush is you know where those extra pair of batteries are you know where your headlamp is
0: yeah i mean for kim and paula you know i knew going in that they they really wanted they really wanted to understand how to pack it properly uh so they're They're kayakers, uh, first and foremost, not necessarily where they start, but where they've been spending the majority of their most recent time. So they're most familiar with packing for kayaking trips. Um, Backpacking is a completely different manner of packing, even though it's still minimal. You have to reduce things because you have so much whole space to be able to use. You have to focus on weight distribution, all these big key components of making sure that your boat steers properly, right?
1: Really? Do you think this trip was different than kayaking? It, it seemed like <laughs> Seems like, it the seemed seemed most like, we were both trips. in water. There's a lot of water. Yeah, a lot here. of water. Was it really different? They probably
0: would have done I mean, much. at one
1: point in time, didn't you think you might need a paddle on the trail? I mean, it was that wet at one point in time.
0: Briefly. Briefly, but by that time, we were off the trail. Um. But it's really the, the like I said earlier, it's really the micro-analyzation of weight distribution, compression, molding your contents, uh, trying to fill all the dead air space that just, like, exists. And, like, I don't have anything that actually fits that size, so how am I going to fill it? So thinking through it like that really does end up being this key component for your pack, not only like you said, Scott, being efficient, but being comfortable and fitting properly in the long run. So we spend a lot of time adjusting the pack, um, learning what the straps do, what order to get it all in, uh, You know what's right, what's wrong, bad advice thrown around that we ixnade, um, all these different things. And so in real life scenario, in real time, and real moments when things weren't fitting properly or something hurt, I was able to really micro analyze and be able to get it to the point by the time we came off the trail, you know, Paul and Kim were in a really good position for going into their next backpacking trip. And they learned so much from it in such a short period of time.
1: Yeah. Um, I think the biggest lesson uh, that we all learned was uh, buy stock in Ziploc baggies, <laughs> I think, because the theme
0: <laughs> of this trip was how many Ziploc bags can you fit into a backpack?
1: Well, and in, and in this case, uh, it was like counting the jelly bean jar at, uh, you know, like, you know, you put jelly beans in a jar and whoever comes closest wins. Um, we counted what, like forty. 40- 42. 42 was the uh, 42. the number. So, and and in that case, you know, you don't get a penalty for bringing that many Ziploc bags, okay? That's, that's, that's not even relevant. But what happens is that when you start filling Ziploc baggies with single-item gigs or, you know, trying to organize it in your, like, diddy sack or in your clothes bag or, or whatever sock you put it in what happens is that you start putting a lot of air in those Ziploc bags and at some point in time you're carrying enough air literally if we had to go kayak or if you needed to go into Sulk the lake Superior inflation. you'd have a boat <laughs> um because there's so much air in those Ziploc baggies and so what does that mean is there a weight penalty for air no but what happens is that that then becomes bulky And your compression sacks stop working properly. And so as you're trying to, you know, because we all sit, you know, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've squatted and sat on a compression sack to get my sleeping bag down to a softball, right? Yeah. Well, imagine I put my sleeping bag in a large Ziploc baggie and the Ziploc baggie had air. And so now I'm sitting on it. And everyone knows what happens when you try to compress a Ziploc baggie full of air. It pops and it rips. So then you have a useless, useless piece of plastic. <laughs> right. um, and, and I think that's the thing that we saw a little bit, um, you know, on this trip. But, uh, yeah, I mean, kudos to, to keep your gear dry and, and everything else. But I think at some point in time, you know, like things like toothbrushes, can they get wet? Well, yeah, they can. It's okay. Um, and, you know, in, in other things, I think you just kind of have to pick and choose, you know, your priority gear um, and, you know, try to squeeze out the air in your Ziploc baggies if you have them because they are they become a detriment then to putting everything, especially when there's a science of packing your pack, you're trying to put in and the next, the last thing you want is bulky items that are sticking out of a compression backpack that you can't compress and they're like shooting out of the side. It's like, you know, I mean, you know, this is going to be gross, but the only thing I can think of as an analogy is like, you know, like having a big goiter sticking out of your neck. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like it doesn't look right. Come There's up a big bump. Better. No, I couldn't. But it's like, it's like you know, it's just like you you. it doesn't look like – it belongs there in your pack and i think you know once you start packing it and you start shoving things in your pack if your compression sacks aren't right and you're it's just something that's bulky sticking out of the backpack and it's not gonna make your backpack fit right
0: right in this particular case exactly that it it was hindering the weight being distributed where it needed to be distributed to keep from toppling over and so there there's a lot of key components that letting all the air out is going to aid in a more comfortable and a more accurate uh, like a, a measuring of that pack fitting you the way it needs, and and that was a huge key component in this trip altogether. But you have to, sometimes you the best way to learn is to learn from others and see how others are doing it, and you absorb so much just by a visual representation of what somebody else does that you maybe hadn't thought of.
1: Oh, absolutely! That's how most of everything we've learned about backpacking that we've we've learned we've seen what others what others are doing um i think the other big the surprise on this trip was uh, the tale of two kathys um i'm so proud of kathy kinnison i just i mean i'm just so proud of her um you know kathy uh came out last year to do the lakeshore trail and it was hard for her and and, in, and not so much the physical trailway, but, you know, hey, she drives all the way out. She didn't know who I was. Her and I went backpacking by ourselves, um, you know, because we don't really, you know, like if one person shows up on our trips, we're going to take you out. That's just the way we are. Um, and so she came out and, you know, she was a little trepidatious and she had some fear and we started out, the trail it was <laughs> raining, pouring actually. And, you know, we did some mileage and it it was a little, a little bit tough. And, uh, you know, she came back and it was the, the, what I'm so proud of is that, you know, we got to a point on the trail and we both kind of agree that, you know, we're kind of done. And so this year she came back to, to, to finish what she started and to look the trail in the eye and say, you know, I'm back. You didn't beat me, and yeah, sometimes it's hard. And and you know, like maybe I wasn't, you know, uh, ha, ha, you know, like whatever the reason. But I'm coming back. I'm just so proud. And it was a different Kathy. Kathy had confidence. Kathy was telling, like, you know, she was leading the group. She was, she was, you know, she put her head down and she was going. And the thing that what would made it's so cool to see is that Kathy said this and I'm kind of paraphrasing her, but she said, you know, last year I didn't know where I was, you know, I've never been up here before. I'm with someone I don't know. Um, I'm doing the trail, I'm hiking, I'm having a good time, but you know, there were some spots where I wasn't sure, you know, I didn't have confidence, but this time I knew where I was going. I knew what to expect. I knew who I was hiking with and the confidence that that gave me to know that I wasn't the newbie on the trail anymore. And I really respect that because that's one of the things that backpacking gives you. It gives you confidence. And if you want to gain confidence backpacking, don't quit. If a trail beats you, it's okay. If you get off the trail because it wins and Mother Nature slaps you around a little bit, and she did on this trip, you know, for for a night or two, that's fine. That's okay. Go back out and look Mother Nature in the eye, having a little being a little bit more prepared and saying, Bring it on. I'm ready for you. And in Kathy's case, it was the tale of two Kathy. So Kathy Kennison, congratulations very proud of you um you you very I, I very 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 proud of you so um we had uh after everybody's hike and they came back dried off um ish <laughs> <laughs> briefly dried off ish um so uh we had a, a great night we cooked dinner um we had to cook dinner in the airstream because it was <laughs> pouring rain And so what we did, we had a roundtable discussion about compression, what everybody learned, um, you know, like, you know, what their experience was setting up their tent in the pouring rain. What did they learn? How did they do it successfully? Was it successful for them? Um, And, you know, really a frank discussion on, you know, the Ziploc baggie, the compression, the pack, um, you know, setting up and pouring rain and then all the fun and laughter and the big surprise about your guide, Ariane Petrucci, comes out in the frank discussion. So you guys want to listen to this. We had a blast. It was a lot of fun. And uh, here's our roundtable discussion. So this is really cool. We are all crammed in in our airstream, And I think the first time that we've ever done the podcast with guests in the Airstream. We've cooked. We've dried out our clothes. We've been pretty cozy. (laughs) We've dried out our clothes. We ate again. (laughs) we dried out our clothes again. Um, But this is really cool. All of us are in the Airstream um, with uh, Paula, Kim, Kathy, and Ariana's here. And so, uh, it was definitely the tale of two trips with the Kind of like with the Smoky Strip, a uh, beautiful sunny day, uh, great weather. To, you guys went swimming in, in Lake Superior. And then, of course, it was the rain and the wind and the cold. Uh, but that's what that's what it's all about. So um, I think the big lesson on this trip, though, was compression, compression, compression. Uh, Ziploc bags rule. Um, and they're even better when you push all the air out of the Ziploc bags. And there were lessons learned. So I guess we'll kind of start around the the table first Paula, what was like the trip like for you and um, you know what did what was like the key component component of what you'd possibly taken away from the trip?
2: Well first it was a beautiful, beautiful trip and in such a short, relatively short distance of hype uh, backpacking over a few days, the varied terrain. Not to mention the very varied weather, <laughs> but especially the terrain is just so so different and so beautiful, and uh, couldn't be a more awesome group of of people to be with and laugh, laugh, laugh. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> pack extra underwear because you're gonna laugh. <laughs> uh, so. Um, But aside from that, one of my biggest learnings being fairly new-ish to backpacking was now taking it to the next level of learning about compression, the importance of maybe not nesting all your Ziploc bags like Matryoshka dolls or whatever those nested dolls are called and actually taking the air out of the bags inside of the bags inside of the bags and compressing things down so that they're much smaller and can be um, placed in the backpack in a way that's more conducive to comfort, uh, you know, for for hiking along. So that's definitely, there's far more we can talk about that. In fact, we even had a game show of counting the bags and there was prizes won and lost after after the trip during the pack shakedown.
1: Bride and Eagles won and lost. (laughs) um so what what did you think what was kind of like your highlight of the trip as far as the trail goes i mean we talked about you and i talked about the diversity of the trail which i think is kind of like the star of the show on the lakeshore trail um in pictured rock because you get you get a lot of diversity um was that your favorite i saw some photographs of you uh um doing some sort of like charlie's angels pose on grand portal (laughs) uh, lookout um that to me is always the highlight of that pictured rock trip right there
2: oh that view is is stunning um well i think what stood out for me most was how beautiful both campsites were uh because often you're backpacking and you get to stop and and that was one blessing of this trip we could stop and linger a bit at the lookouts uh but the the campsites, besides the campsites themselves being gorgeous, the views and our ability to have extra time to either do explorations or hiking or just sitting or hanging out—that beauty, especially with the changing weather, allowed you to see so much and it felt so expansive. Like that's what I really loved too about the
1: the time. Well, what was your uh, highlight, and what did you kind of take away? from the trip, because, you know, you guys packed really well. I mean, you know, when we did uh, the pack shakedown, it, it looked really all really good. You guys did a great job um, packing your stuff. Um, and uh, I know you guys have a lot of inside jokes that I do not know. Um, <laughs> I'll probably find out, you know, weeks later. But um, tell us a little bit about your trip.
3: Well, for me, it was like the highlight was just seeing that we hadn't packed efficiently. We had the basics of what we needed, but the system for it just wasn't what you needed. So you're like, where is this? What what are we looking for? Where's that darn lighter, for goodness sakes? We need that darn lighter to eat already. And so it was just you're so amazed by everything and that you almost forget how hungry you're getting. So like something like that. But it was like learning about what a system can be and how much easier it can make. If you're compressing it, you have it on your back, you can then enjoy the beauty because like you get so caught up because it's such a Gorgeous. The color of the water for me was one of the highlights. Like just seeing that blue green color of the water with the trees and the diversity and the changing sand and rock. And that was the difference between those two co- campsites. They were so different in such a short period of time from a sandy beach to a rocky beach. And then just learning how to like take, I just will forever now have Ariane in my brain taking. <laughs> and folding the air out of the bag and showing you how to flip it back towards you so you can make it as small as possible. Because like, that's one of the things like for me is is like, I want to get it as small as possible, but I'm trying to shove it and jam it and make it fit and go, God damn it, get into that backpack already. (laughs) I think, you know, we talked a lot about
0: origami of uh, backpacking gear and how to mold, how to mold backpacking gear uh, to kind of fit the needs of the, the, the airspace that's created when your gear doesn't necessarily, you know fit in that little pocket. Um, so we did a, we did a lot of maneuvering and readjusting the pack um, multiple times. I think one day we were in camp for about two hours, like going through gear. <laughs> but it was a really good lesson um, because you know, Paul and Kim, you guys, Set yourself up so successfully. It was just the missing component component of learning how to, then morph all of that gear, in the right places, in the right manner, pulling all the air out of all the mini bags, <laughs> <laughs> the excessive amount of ziploc bags that were in there, and um, and 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 take putting it in the in the right manner to to really. Enjoy and have more comfort while you guys were hiking the trail
1: So Kathy you're kind of like you could really be a guru because on this This particular hike because you did half of the trail last year with me and so you got to go back again this year um, What it, it's like, you know, what did you take away from last year compared to what did you take away? from this year and by the way it rained last year rain this year so the weather was almost (laughs) almost exactly same we (laughs) left in a rainstorm was real real crappy when we left we got really one day of beautiful sunny weather um i think it was a little warmer last year it was it was a little it was later in the year too yeah 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 um but um i saw kathy have some new gear this year yes and no you dropped you got rid of the poncho
3: or it, the the what,
1: what, the frog togs. Frog togs. <laughs> so got a real jacket. Right, right, right. So what was uh what was this year like?
4: Well, it was, I was excited to come back this year because we finished last year at Chapel Beach, and I was so tired when we got to the rock that I didn't want to go down the beach because I saw those stairs, and so I was excited to go down to the beach this time and get put my feet in the in the creek. So I'm. I actually hung out there for two hours when the other three went to the Spray Falls. So that was a lot of fun just to hang out and see the beach that I avoided last year. But as far as, uh, I, I decided to hammock camp this year, which last year I tent camped. I do have a new tent that I at the base camp here that I used. Um, but it, for me, it was just sitting back and watching these two. Because last year, <laughs> believe it or not, I was terrified. Um, from From the moment I got off the plane, um, to drive up here, I was terrified about this trip and and just going through all that by myself with just the two of us. and then this year being able to sit back in an area that I was familiar with and watching somebody else learn and then taking those little nuggets and things that uh, that I still needed to know like you were talking you were talking about like when it gets real cold, having the lighter and the fuel and all that kind of stuff in your sleeping bag. Of course, it didn't get that cold, thank God, because if it was cold and raining like that, I think I'd have been hanging out in Lucy a little bit more than we, and we did. And we didn't I have probably. Lucy last year. And you didn't. We just had the, the van. We just had the van. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just, just listening to what other people are needing to learn, too. I mean, we all need to learn something each time we go out and take notes on what, you know, what you use and what you don't use.
1: Yeah, and the thing with this area uh um with in yeah, you know, Pictured Rock and up in the UP all together is that the weather's like a roller coaster ride, man. I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get from day to day, especially in late August, uh the first half of September.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh you know, we've been up here and it's been 80 plus degrees. Uh and that was up in i Royale. Uh you and I last year, uh you know, we had pretty good weather when we got off the trail over at uh, Chapel Beach. Uh, we drove to Grand Marie. We got out of the car, and we didn't say goodbye to each other. We just... <laughs> it was a hurricane. <lurking. laughs> it, uh, it was like gale force winds. It was freezing. We are just like, okay, goodbye. See you in Mackinac City. Um, and then, of course, this year was uh, kind of the same up until, you know, uh, yesterday when we, we, you know, it's one of those days where you just don't think the weather's, It's never going to stop raining. It's going to be cold, rainy. It was the epitome of just the upper peninsula of Michigan weather. Um, So I'm really happy that you guys got that weather because that really teaches you. And that's really what you that's how you learn from. You know, your socks get wet, you know, things get wet. Hot, you know, you take the opportunity when the sun's out to dry out your stuff because you may not get another Sunday. you know. Um, uh, but the good news is your stuff would have stayed dry in the Ziploc bags anyway. <laughs>
2: not really. Not just...
1: <laughs> but well,
2: we, we did get to learn how to put up the tent in the rain, keeping the inner tent dry so, so that was a success
1: so while you guys were out backpacking i actually wrote that blog post on our website um but a post isn't as real as someone telling that story so that is the that is the biggest question people ask how to set the tent up in the rain um the good news and bad news is there are a few tricks to that uh the bad news is it it's there's some suck value to it. And you're gonna get wet. So tell me how you guys did that, and what, and were you successful at it?
2: Well, we've wondered about how to do that and tried to think it through in our minds and read about it numerous times. But before we packed out on whatever day that was, uh, the first day, Kim and you were talking, and you said, "Oh, based on the tent you have, you could just." I've spoken like somebody who's done it a million times, of course. And so we were like. <laughs> how exactly how thinking that slow through that down <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a little bit right but then when it's pouring and we're like okay we got to put this thing up because it's never going to stop pouring um actually doing it now we got soaked and wet in the process but we were already soaking wet we were going to get soaking wet anyway but the inside of the tent was dry our sleeping bag and and dry clothes that we keep dry were all dry so that even though by the end of the night when we were cold once we got in there and it poured all night long in addition we were as snug as a bug in a rug so that was good
1: well that's the whole point i I mean (laughs) the whole point is that people think that they're going to set up their tent and it's just going to be this fairy tale of dryness like even when it's pouring rain but you're already wet at that point in time what difference does it make you could set up the tent you know with no rain jacket on or no gear you're still going to get wet. The most important thing is getting in that sleeping bag with dry clothes. Inside of your tent is dry-ish. And, you know, you, you, you stay warm. So Well,
2: and I'm lucky to have Kim being willing to bend over and bend under the rain fly to hook the things and do all the work that we're normally doing, standing around looking at one another. When it's sunny, like, oh, what do we want to do? How do you want to sit up? Like this lollygagging, leisurely thing. And she's under there, you know, clipping away at the thing. I mean, that's the reason our tent is dry because, you know, me, no. There's nothing
3: (laughs) like a little good motivation of saying, I want to get in there and get dry as quick as I can. So, however you do it to get to that, it was like, okay, the tent poles are going up, the tarp is going down, you're getting that up. And you're just clipping quick and fast. So that's how you do but it. You have to think it through. <laughs> you first, do. Though. You do have to think it through. And that's the thing. Before you start, just spend a moment, take a deep breath, say, okay, here's the plan. Make sure you communicate. If it's yourself, just have the idea in place. Like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And you're going to hope for the best and say, it's, you know, you're going to do success. You're going to be as dry as you can be and do it. It's the suck factor, it's the, you know, embrace it. Just do it and deal with what you got, you know? And
1: it doesn't take a long time to get set up, does it?
3: No, it was like before you knew it, you were done. You were in it and you're like, thank goodness because like now I can get my stuff set and I know I have a dry place to be and I'm good to go.
4: How does that change your hammock? Oh, I, that's the reason why I chose a hammock because I looked at the weather and saw it was going to rain <laughs> <laughs> and I, I dealt with the tent last year. And I knew with the hammock, I could put the fly up and I could just hang out under there and it, you know, yeah. and just get dry and then put everything up. So uh,
1: yeah, I remember your statement last year, um, like on the fifth day, Kathy goes, I'm sick of sleeping in that tent. Yes. <laughs> you know, cause it rained, especially that last day. It was oh, miserable yeah. outside. So um, I saw a lot of, I saw a lot of photographs that I don't understand still. <laughs> Um, you guys had a blast on this trip.
4: Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: I think the big, the big piece about this trip that made it, that made it so incredible is that we spent, we spent time hitting all of the biggest points, all of the best points, the most beautiful points, the most epic, gorgeous points, and yet spent less time physically going from point A to point B to make that happen and we got more, I think we got more joy out of the downtime um, and more of the components of just fun and adventure and excitement in those down moments um, than some of our other trips. It just, it worked out to be such a beautiful piece. We were able to enjoy sunsets no sunrises sunrises (laughs) didn't exist on this trip because of all the cloud cover Uh, but sunrises and swimming in lake superior and sitting there and taking in the beauty of pictured rocks and really being able to linger um and that was one of the big key components Uh, kathy i know when we talked about it because this is your second year doing this trip and i said what is it you want the most out of this. Like, why, why are you returning? What are you trying to tackle? And you said, I want to get to Chapel Beach. I want <laughs> to stand on that beach. But that wasn't your favorite part of the trips. No. There was so much more in store. Uh, what is it that stood out for you amongst everything else?
4: My favorite part was Mosquito Beach, uh, walking, walking down the river. And then when we went and just stood in the um, stood in the lake, and had the waves just pounding us and trying to try to almost like body surf but not really surfing because we didn't want to let go of the rock because <laughs> it was pounding us so hard. But I love Mosquito Beach. Um, I'd rather go back and camp there. That campsite was so amazing and just the rocks and you can just sit on the, the ledges and stuff like that and watch the boats go by and see the pictured rocks.
1: Now, did did anybody ever, did anyone ever find gold? Um... <laughs> <laughs> on this trip or see gold or uh what uh what was going on with the gold there was some, there were some golden rocks
0: <laughs> they they do call this pictured rocks for a reason and and the you know the rocks really they come alive with color and uh they 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 you can look at it at one point and it's just this beautiful rock. And it looks like there's so many variations of different minerals, but when the sun hits it, it lights up and it just creates this picture, this beautiful picture, like it's been painted. And we were sitting at mosquito beach at sunset. And it was just <laughs> the most simplistic, beautiful sunset. We were the only ones around. I felt like for miles and, as the sun keeps setting, it hits the rocks in this one one way. And I just got so excited to see it because it just it glowed. It almost looked at, it had been gold plated and I may have let the excitement scared. overtake me. <laughs> and I wanted them to see it because we had been lacking sun the entire trip. And, and just the excitement overwhelmed me to the point that we were sitting on a ledge <laughs> over the crashing waves. And um, I startled everybody to death. But I didn't know how long it was going to last. And the beauty was in the gold rocks. And it really did look as though they were painted
1: gold. And you you yelled it, right? Was't there uh, wasn't there a know um, when when Armon just yells, look at the golden rocks was there uh, anybody that was uh, wondering what the what what she was yelling? Oh we was... thought somebody was drowning, drowning. in the lake. <laughs> We Not thought fine, we were gonna we're... go the rescue.
0: <laughs> what? What? <laughs> As I said, the excitement overtook me. <laughs> but those are the moments. Um obviously uh we we bonded. It was it was absolutely beautiful. Um we had kind of alluded to the fact that we laughed so hard. It was Non-stop action, activity, excitement, thrill, laughter. It was just ongoing. Um, it, it just, it never ended, even in the middle of the night.
1: <laughs> and, and what I love for the second year in a row... Kathy has pulled literally someone off the trail to listen to the podcast. Absolutely. And um, it, it's Guinness, right? Yep. Yes. Guinness, thank you so much for joining our podcast community today. <laughs> <laughs> Good to meet you on the trail. Um, and I. that's kind of the cool thing about, um, you know, backpacking is like, you know, everyone's out there doing the same thing and enjoying Mother Nature and, and, uh, you know, embracing the suck and embracing the, the rain and the weather and yeah, this camaraderie with everybody. So I guess like, um like the big question for me, and I'm dying to know this ever since last night. It's been a burning question. Um, how is Scott as a cook?
3: <laughs> I have to really honestly say, and I said this earlier when we were out walking I have to say that it was one of the best Philly cheesesteaks we have ever had because they did take, and in honor of us living near Philadelphia, made us a cheesesteak. And I have to really honestly say it was one of the best cheesesteaks. So kudos to the chef went mm-hmm. last night, as well as for some additional buttermilk pancakes this morning, which are one of my rockin' favorites. And, uh. You know, you can't beat the, the eating, as they would say, after you come off the trail to Chef Scott, as I'm calling him now. The food was fantastic, and I'm
2: taking a rain check, literally, on that campfire for the next trip, though.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. The campfire, it's kind of hard to do that in uh, pouring rain, but uh, but we will. And we still have corn on the cob to eat. Ooh. <laughs> I will save that corn just for us.
4: Uh you can go ahead and cook that. We'll take some fresh stuff.
1: <laughs> well, um it was it was a blast having everybody in the airstream, um for for two days. Um you guys got to drive around at least to um you know, to see some of the waterfalls. Unfortunately the kayak trip was cancelled and so we didn't get to go kayaking today.
2: Oh, ten foot waves.
1: Yeah, sure. it it, it seems like crashing into the pictured rock is um it, it's frowned upon here. Yeah we have Yeah yeah see 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 all those like
4: Silhouettes. A silhouette, a
1: silhouette. <laughs> of that was the trip we did not cancel.
2: Like a Looney Tunes cartoon. That's right. where yeah. that
1: skull
4: the came from. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> so so they drove around today looking at some of the waterfalls and uh um, you know, kind of hanging around pictured rocks. There's a lot to do in Munising um, when uh, when the weather's good, <laughs> but when the when the weather doesn't cooperate, uh, the water stuff kind of shuts down because that's really their kind of their main business in the in the summertime. Um, so, Ariana, what did you think of the whole trip as a whole? And what did what did you learn, Ariane, on this trip? It's always a good time to ask the guide what was the good what was the bad what was the what did you what was really your i i mean i know i know it could have been binoculars (laughs) (laughs) So, so would anybody like to tell that story because you know guides are always learning you know we're we're always learning we never know too much and on this trip in particular did anybody want to share that story
2: well we were on one of the most beautiful grand, grand portal grand portal and we were looking and we were taking pictures and having a great time and we were looking way off in the distance at these birds beautiful birds i'd still like to know what they are but i thought Oh, I have my binoculars, and if I actually get out my binoculars and use them, they will make the cut during the pack <laughs> shakedown. So I grabbed them quickly and was looking through them. Very cool. And, and I said, Arianne, do you want to see? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I handed her the binoculars. Oh, these are very nice and light, she said. And <laughs> off we walked. The next thing I know, we're a few minutes pass, and she looks and says, "I I don't understand. Dan, these aren't working for me. When I when I look, everything seems so much further away and smaller. And I thought, what? These really are And since we had been joking the entire trip, I thought, well, maybe she's just, you know, pulling our leg. And I look and she's honestly and genuinely perplexed, with a look on her face like, oh, I really wanted to see him. It's just not working. So I, I'm like, well, let me see. I'm like, you're looking through the wrong end. Oh, oh! Oh! But but I really suggest that we uh, that I suggested to the Trust the Trail team that it would be very wonderful if they could create for the Trust the Trail a specific new product called the tunnel oculars so that when in life your problems are seeing too big you look through the tunnel oculars and they seem so much smaller and further away <laughs> which would be handy during most
1: of the time. Almost to the point of denial. That's What? <laughs>
3: clouds what rain
1: (laughs) nothing to see here it's so far away
0: and it's so tiny these are the things that you are not supposed to be hearing on the podcast (laughs) these are the things that are supposed to be kept in a lockbox far far in the depths of secrets (laughs) oh yeah we
1: can't hold that in the lockbox no way no way well, you guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, I mean, I just had so much fun this week and hanging around and, uh, you know, just uh, drying out clothes and doing <laughs> doing the backpacking thing and uh, and just getting to, to know you guys. Um, and thank you so much for the coffee. Uh, that was a special treat. The uh, dog treats. The dog treats. Uh, the dogs love you guys for sure. <laughs> and just kind of hanging out thank you guys so much really really super appreciate that thank you
2: thank you yeah thanks
1: you guys thank you so much for listening really appreciate that if you enjoy the podcast and like to show some love go to com and click on our merch link we have partnered with teespring dot com and have created the trusted trail store coffee cups t-shirts hoodies kathy wore her embrace the suck on the plane out of here people were like what embrace the suck is that 2020 she's like yeah yeah whatever um so that's pretty funny um all of our favorite sayings are on there make sure you want to go to com and sign up for specific emails about trips meetups and events ours is coming out tomorrow as a matter of fact on the september 1st and the 15th of each month uh which is very cool we had a great time i also want to really give kudos to uh, paula and kim who just did a great job love you guys you guys are the best uh the the trip you guys made the whole trip just it's just a wonderful 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 uh, uh week so thank you guys thank you guys so much our shout outs our lovely and amazing facebook members which they are a part of our patrons who help support the podcast, we could not do that without you. Kim Caverman, Brother Bear, Jill Lang, EJ Newell. EJ, thank you for the um, shout-out uh, uh, or our review on Apple Podcasts. Really appreciate that. Becky Wenger, Helene, Ted Jones, Bob Esser, Kathy Kinnison, Jeff Nyman, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Lisa Pruitt, Mike Pellet, Brad Wolf, Suzanne Johnson, Ger- Jerry Brucia, John Phillips, Shirley Nutt, and Rick Hornick. If you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon's a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you have to do is create an account, go to Trust the Trail Podcast, and as little as $2 a month, get special benefits, uh, none of which include squeezing into our Airstream and us cooking dinner. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, we do that for you guys anytime. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the big ones. If we're not on one, please let us know. We'll get on that for you. You can follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and our Trust the Trail Facebook page. Remember, the trail does give you everything that you need and so much more. So,
0: trust the trail, you guys.
1: Stay dry. (laughs) Bye.